0: Oh, oh, good. Okay. We got Chuck Cooperstein ready to go. Chuck, I was uh, I had launched into some of my own NBA commentary. How are you, sir? And by the way, are you excited about the World Cup
1: coming to Dallas-Fort Worth? Absolutely. Why shouldn't we be? any any any, any big event? I'm into any big event that comes our way.
0: Yeah, I'm always for it, but I mean, this is a this is a different one. This is international. This is way up there. Now you're you're a well-traveled man. You and your son Jeffrey, you like to go places. You like to go see the Rangers play in different places. What about your international? And I know you've been overseas, even with the Mavs, I believe. Have you ever gotten to go see any uh, international soccer? And have you um, have you have you been to a World Cup before?
1: Uh, I was at the World Cup when it was here in yeah. '94. Uh, the international soccer I um, with the uh, with the Mavericks in 2012 when we were in Barcelona. We got the C N L Clasico. We happened to be in town that night. We had just come from Berlin, and uh, we got uh, we got a seat at the top of the stadium uh, to watch uh, Barcelona and Madrid and watch Ronaldo and uh, and Lionel Messi at their absolute prime. Uh, both scored a pair of goals. place was nuts. It was amazing. Um, and then uh, a few years ago, Jeffrey and I went overseas to England. Uh, I promised him as a, a graduation present that if he did it in four years, that I'd take him to England so he could see his beloved Chelsea play. And as it turned out, we saw Chelsea and Liverpool play uh, at Stanford Bridge, and it was very cool. Lots of fun. Wow. Wow. Those are
0: great memories, great moments. Uh, the Coopersteins uh traveling the mosleys chuck will be on the moffy coast here in a couple of weeks three or four weeks all right so lovely um, there you go i don't i don't know what what will be happening over there uh sports wise but uh we'll be traveling around venice seeing some things checking out uh, capri uh doing some nice things like that now chuck what was your um uh, i want to just kind of get your your gut reaction and and when when you saw this trade go down i guess uh Shams may have been first, who knows, but we all started reacting and get, you know, oh my gosh, look what the Mavs have done. At first blush, were you sort of like, whoa, wait, they, they got Christian Wood for, for this? What was, what was kind of your gut reaction to this trade? It's
1: exactly that. They, <laughs> they got Christian Wood for that. Really, they basically, basically it was Christian Wood for the 26th pick when all is said and done. And it's hard to see how anyone could not look at this as anything but positive. Uh, and just look, the, the, the guys that average 18 and 10 in the NBA don't grow on trees. And yeah, there's some could argue that uh, his numbers are hollow because his team was bad. Well, I know they were saying the same thing about Andrew Wiggins too, right? Until Andrew Wiggins got himself on a good team and started Make, uh, making a huge difference in uh, a good team's opportunity to win an NBA championship. And, and listen, I'm not saying here that, uh, that Christian Wood is the final piece of the puzzle here, but you know we can say whatever we want about the loss of Porzingis, and uh, certainly Spencer Dinwiddie did more than his fair share uh, to make that trade look good. But there were points in the playoffs where Porzingis was absolutely missed. And, you know, Christian Wood in many ways is similar to Porzingis, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint, uh, not nearly so from a from a defensive standpoint. He's you know, he's not a rim protector. He's not a great defender. Uh, But again, you know, so much of what we see in the NBA, it's not necessarily about individual uh, man-on-man defense, it's how you play within the, the team concept and the team scheme. And the team scheme that was taught by Sean Sweeney seemed to work pretty well for a group of guys that the year before uh, had a lot of trouble guarding air, let alone guarding NBA players. Uh, so they they vastly improved in that area. And who's to say that, that Wood, who, by the way, was uh, coached by Sean Sweeney in his breakout uh, in Detroit uh, back in the 2020 season, when Sean was on the staff of Dwayne Casey, uh, that uh, that Sean didn't see what was going on there, and that he, you know, won't have a huge part in trying to bring out that aspect of Christian Woods' game. And really, all it costs the Mavericks is one year. If, if Christian Wood is great, then great you know he's he's going to do his part he's going to make some money in the process and if he doesn't do great well you know what the potentially he could get moved to the trade deadline there's a, there's really uh there's no downside to this as far as i can see yeah
0: i mean it's exciting and, and you're right i mean shoots the shoots 39 percent from three um opens some things up I mean, it is remarkable, and, and what, I mean, do you kind of, have you talked to people, and, and Sean Swinney's a great name to bring up, that how did this guy get unlocked all of a sudden? And we've seen it happen over the years, but I mean, this is, at 26 years old, he's already been with, what, seven organizations? Six? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. he has he has been around, including I think a a summer league uh, uh turn maybe with the Mavs back in the day. I guess yeah. it was 2017. What, what what happens with a guy like this? What do you think was going on? And then how did how did Detroit sort of suddenly unlock this from the people you've talked to?
1: Well, I mean, remember Detroit traded Andre Drummond. Uh, they traded him to Cleveland uh Wood had been the backup, and yeah. Drummond got traded, and Wood got playing time. And, you know, a lot of times for guys, all it takes is, is a chance. And, and, you know, when you're given that chance, you better barge through the door because there's somebody else that's going to be coming behind you. And Wood, in that time after the Drummond trade, he averaged 21 and 10. It was like, oh my God, what's going on here? You know, and, and he, he fits the modern day mode of what NBA teams want from their you know six ten, six eleven guys. I mean, they they want you want to play five out. He's got the ability to play five out. He can also handle the ball a little bit better, certainly better than Porzingis can. You know. so he can get to the basket a little bit. So, but I mean, a lot of time. I mean, from a guard standpoint. I mean the the classic example I saw back in the day was Chauncey Billups. You know Chauncey Billups was the third overall pick, but uh, he got uh you know he, he got drafted by Boston and you know Rick Pitino couldn't deal with him and then he went to Minnesota and uh, you know he started playing a little better in Minnesota uh, for Flip Saunders and then uh, you know he got to he got to Detroit and he became a star. He became he became Mr. Big Shot. You know it's it's like oh, it just takes one opportunity to you know, get yourself uh, in the right situation and with the right coach who believes in you. and th- this is not the only sport that we're talking about here, Matt. We, we, this happens all the time in every sport. Uh, so uh, I think they they found something uh, with, with uh, Wood, but you know they, they didn't pay him and you know he got a fantastic deal from Houston in a in sign and trade. And, uh, you know, for what he'd accomplished in basically 20 games. I mean, he got a $42 million deal based on about 30 games of really good play. And now he's got an opportunity because he's only 27 years old. I mean, it's not like he's at the end of his career. He's in his athletic prime right now. I mean, he's got a chance to make some big bank. And, you know, Jason Kidd said last year was his goal to get Jalen Brunson paid. And this year may very well be his goal to get Christian Wood paid. (laughs)
0: i talking to chuck cooperstein voice of the dallas mavericks i i look back at a guy like this and i'm sure you do the same thing because we both love college basketball and, and you're like wait where did this guy come from unlv running rebs do you do you have any uh do you have any memory of of christian wood playing for unlv
1: i mean vaguely uh, but I mean, it, it's, but you know, it's been a while since Vegas has really been any good. I mean, it's been, it's been forever. So, you know, it's not, uh, I mean, he, he had, I mean, he always had, you know, p- people on his radar because he, he does have that look that everybody is looking for. Now, you know, again, are you able to unlock it? Dwayne Casey and Sean Sweeney apparently got to unlock it. And, and, you know, and it may have be been unfair to Steven Silas uh, in Houston the last couple of years. I mean, the team was bad. You know, Harden, he, Wood went down to play with Harden, right? And then Harden gives up on the team. And then basically the team goes into a monster rebuild. And and in many ways, the monster rebuild got him because, you know, they have a center in the, in uh, Alper and Schengen, who I I think is going to be really good. uh, And they want to give him more time. And they've got Bancaro probably that they're going to draft next week. uh, If if form holds uh, in the draft. And if it doesn't, then they're going to draft Chet Holmgren. So, you know, he's, he's really, uh, uh, you know, same type of guy. And they're going to play those guys, and he's in the last year of his contract. So they figured, well, let's go get something for him, and so they got a, another late first-round pick that they could use, maybe to uh, to team with their their 17th overall pick that they had got from another trade. Right. So I mean, uh, I, I don't blame Houston for what they're doing, and uh, and I don't, it certainly don't blame you know Stephen Silas for maybe you know not completing what Dwayne Casey had started because the team was so bad. I mean, there was one guy on that team last year that could play any kind of defense at all and who was interested in playing defense, and that was Jay Sean Tate.
0: Well, Jay Sean Tate. Now there's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, and you're right, and and part of that is culture, and if you don't have a lot of guys buying in, it's hard to get anybody, to. and so hopefully Sweeney and the Mavs will, will help that. Do you, what do you think of, how differently... Do you think of the Mavs now with Christian Wood? And then I guess now it becomes about uh, making sure you do get this thing done with Brunson and, and bring him back. Like how how Im, how improved is this team in your mind immediately with Wood in the lineup?
1: Well, they have, they're they improved because they have a legitimate rebounder. Okay? I mean, they, they just got destroyed on the boards in the playoffs. And, and how they were able to survive – as, as well as they did, despite getting drilled by, you know, eight to ten rebounds a night, is, is really pretty remarkable. Um, you know, they, they're, they're better offensively now because now they have a proven five, you know, that, uh, that can shoot and score, you know, like Porzingis could, because uh, they gave that up in order to get Dinwiddie so they become a little more versatile offensively. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens defensively. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not here to tell you that he's going to be, uh, you know, that, that he, he's going to be Robert Williams underneath the basket and blocking shots left and right. I mean, he's not going to be that player. But uh, there's no reason that his athleticism wouldn't allow him uh, to be somewhat impactful on that end, even if he is on the skinny side.
0: I saw something written yesterday that one of the Mavericks' priorities will be bringing back also Theo Pinson. And that was interesting to me because he was mainly known for being a great like bench supporter, and they got fined a lot, but they had incredible support, and they liked taking Theo to the games even though he was a two-way player. Now, he can't be a two-way player, a two-way contract next season. What is that about? coop is that simply they love what he brings intangibles wise as a locker room guy or is there anything yeah. he could actually yeah. do no. for him on the
1: court well i mean in, in a pinch i mean he, i think he could probably do something for them but no I, th- I think this is all about culture and creating culture and sustaining culture um you know th- that culture became a real story and a real part of what the Mavericks were all about last year. And I, I don't think they want to give that up. And especially with Boban having been traded away as, as part of the, the trade uh, to bring Christian Wood in, you know, to, to lose both of those would not be good. And, you know, I mean, look, you look at a team like the Miami heat, you know, they have you Don Haslam on their, on their roster. He doesn't play. I mean, he gets paid the veteran minimum, but why do they have him there? Because he represents what they want in, in, in their culture, in their locker room. He represents that. I mean, it's hard to believe, really listen, you know, Udonis Haslam was guarding Dirk in the 2006 finals. And he's he's still on. He's. I think he's 42 years old, man. He's still on an NBA roster. It's crazy, but but that's all. That's all part of it. And I I don't see. uh, I don't see any downside to it at all. And you know, he'll get the veteran minimum. And uh, you know, just the the Mavericks are going to be in the tax anyway. So you know, if you're going to do it, then why not try to put the best team that you can put together? uh both from a, a talent standpoint and from a chemistry standpoint.
0: All right, last thing I have for you do you lo- do you get excited, uh, Chuck Cooperstein about the uh, the college World Series You are a Florida Gator alum. Uh, University of Florida has played some great baseball over the years. Um, you're a huge college football and basketball guy. Do you get into the uh, the college baseball this time of year?
1: uh not really i mean i'll 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 watch it in passing uh, but uh it's it's not necessarily stop down stop down stuff for me um because i mean i mean i you know i guess i'm i'm kind of down on baseball generally <laughs> on on all levels so it's it's not the thing that i will uh spend the most time with but uh you know i might i might catch stuff on the on the flyby and, uh, you know, as, yeah. as the College World Series goes, the, the thing that I do know, or at least everybody has told me who has ever been to Omaha for the College World Series, says it's awesome, says the whole scene in Omaha is fantastic. So, you know, m- maybe what I need is to actually make a trip to Omaha and, and experience that, and then maybe I'd have a different feel for it.
0: All right. Well, I want you to get behind Mitch Thompson, new head baseball coach at Baylor. A new era has begun uh, right there in Waco, Texas, okay? And I need you to kind of get behind them. And then I saw today an interesting well, matchup. Why shouldn't, I, why,
1: shouldn't I get, why shouldn't I get behind my team? I mean, if I, I mean, I don't even get behind my team, really, in the college <laughs> world <Series>. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: closer because my ballpark is beautiful, and it's within like an <laughs> hour and a half from you, all right? So I understand you can like your place all the way. Now, you, uh, University of Florida, by the way, has a um, matchup, they're going to be at Kansas State this year. I just saw the Big 12 SEC matchups. Baylor will host Arkansas. So I just want you to get excited about uh, Florida well, going to Manhattan, Kansas, to play Jerome Tang's Kansas exactly. State Wildcats.
1: Well, see, good, old, good young Todd Golden, see what he's put together and see if it will be – uh, a bit more uh a bit more together than uh what uh, what we saw the last few years in the Mike White era.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you were not a Mike White guy and you were not shy about uh, letting us know that. So <laughs> I appreciate your honesty on that. Uh Coop always fun to visit with you. Uh wanted to get your take on this thing and uh really enjoyed it and I will talk to you soon.
1: Thanks Matt, appreciate it. Take care.
0: There he goes Chuck Cooperstein. The voice of the Dallas Mavericks. Be back in a moment with the dismount.